Life's like a box of chocolates. Here in Shepherd, little spatulas, wooden spoons. It's a shepherd. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Ooh. Kitchens can be scary. Yo, we could slip on some dairy. Oh no, there goes Mary Berry. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woo! These are genuine real tales. None of them include the eight gaff mayo. They are all Chef Tales. Ooh, Chef Tales. Woo! Every day he's making Chef Tales. Woo! Apologize for not being regular with my podcast, my last latest podcast. This uh, this week, so I've been a tad bit busy working for the for the MOD. I said the MOD. Yeah, so I've been a little bit busy doing doing work there, but it's all good. Uh, I won't lie, I've been fucking knackered working because I haven't, <laughs> apart from the old shift here and there, um, another care home. Haven't done anything in those three months that we've had lockdown. Um. I, uh, I want to thank you to Mr. Big Willie for his one-star review of my uh, of my podcast. What a load of brown, smelly stuff! If you want my comeback, sir, you have to scrape it off your mother's teeth. But a boom, boom. Hello and welcome to the Chef Tales podcast. I'm your host, Medi Boy Bumhead. Matthew John Phillip Jones, MJPJ. So, as from tomorrow, you have to wear a face mask in any shop you go into. Yeah. Do you think they should have done that like four months ago? I do. Or made that rule four months ago. And not had to wait until Scotland fucking announced it. And... But, you know, either, either way. Yep, that's coming into play. Um, I haven't been to a pub. Um, and, well, I'm not saying I won't go to a pub, but it's not on my to-do list. I will be doing this podcast whilst doing my gym session. I promise you it's a gym session. I'm not masturbating, so if I am out of breath... Don't get it, but yeah, it's for a good reason. Next podcast will be me masturbating now. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so I asked, I, I asked for uh, people to give me give me some questions, and you delivered, and you delivered. Come on, yeah. So, what uh? How many times have I been angry? <laughs> um, this is from Ash. Mate, fart nose. And what's the worst one? Oh my God. Oh yeah, thank you. It's a stressful job. It, is a, it, is, it can be a stressful job. Not all the time. When things don't go right and people aren't pulling their weight and you've got, fucking to, and you've got to deal with retards, it, it does happen. Um, but to give a specific time... I don't know, man. Uh, when I told people to fuck off out the restaurant, yeah, like I said, told like a group of four. I've, I've told that in one of my previous podcasts. Um, 
I don't know, it might come to me at a time of, oh yeah, what about that one? But no, I've lost my, yeah, I've lost my shit. I have, not all, like I say, the, if things are going right, it's great. If things are good, simple shit, which yeah, when you, you want a job done and you uh, do it yourself kind of job, kind of thing, and then a person fucks it up, it does, it is irritating. Remember, remember the time, you remember me saying that my uh, landlord's a complete cunt? Of course he did. But it turns out that there's also another cunt about to add to the list, the pile. The neighbour whose garden backs onto ours. Instead of actually coming to us in regards to uh, some gardening work that needs done, she, sp- she specifically wants us to tackle. She she goes one further and co- directly complains to the prick landlord himself. It doesn't stop there either. I've done shitloads in that garden. I don't know, 12, 15 hours worth in the front and back. The in-laws have helped out and Charlotte's been doing, you know, knocked up a few hours as well. And she's put, or she said that, you know, the garden has rubbish and it's attracting rats and it's all overgrown and we've done the absolute bare minimum. If she was a bloke, I would have fucking punched her. I think the grumpy old cunt needs to invest in some glasses because there's been plenty of work done to the front and back garden. Charlotte tried to speak to her the other other day, but the woman spoke to her like complete shit. Like she was was on her shoe. Um, I went out there and gave her a piece of my mind. I think you need to take a good look because saying that the garden is overgrown is dis- is so disrespectful, I said to her. I recall when I was cutting some of the hedge and her daughter, who is disabled, came out and said, Mum said she saw a rat last night. We had left some food out. Well, newsflash, don't leave fucking food out, you numpty. What do you expect is going to attract fucking rats? Sometimes there's just no pleasing anybody. Her and her... And the landlord was like a great couple. A couple of cunts. A pair of cunts. So today, on my podcast, I've got some very special guests. Try that again. Just making sure. Right. Okay. I've got some very special guests on my podcast. It is my, my two lovely little kids. Can you can you tell me your full name, please? Matthew David Jones. Can you say that slowly for me, please? Kobe Matthew David Jones. Don't hold it like this. Okay, and how old are you? Seven. That's great. Um, where do you live? Bournemouth. Good. What is uh, the fate? Your favourite thing to do at home? Spend time with my family and eat. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to do you want to elaborate on that? Do you want to care to explain? No thanks. Okay. <clears throat> um, who or what makes you laugh and why? Well, you. My mum and my sister. In many ways, that's why. Cool. Um, how has this time been 
for you without seeing your school friends? Well, some of them, I just pretend to like them. So I'm like a secret spy, so I don't care if they're gone or if they're here. Well, (laughs) hang on, what do you mean if they're gone? That's a bit, you know, I don't, you know. I mean, if if they're somewhere around me or something. Do you, mean, do you mean if they're not, when you're at school, when they're not with you, is what you mean, yeah? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Okay. What do you love? Family and food. <laughs> cool. What kind of food? Everything. What about the thing that I make for us? Do you like that? Yes. What is it I'm talking about? Bread and... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. If you were on a desert island and you had to take two things with you, what would you take and why? I would take my family and a camel. <laughs> Are we all going to fit on that camel? You get your own. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um... <clears throat> What do you want to do when you're older, career-wise? I want to be a nurse, a health clinic, and I told my sister that we might be rock stars when we grow up, but that spends a lot of money, so fingers crossed. Yeah, but, you know, if things like you're being a rock or being a musician, you know, you know, there's like YouTube and that kind of stuff where you could get, you know, you could... Get yourself out there, yeah. Isn't it? When you're older, obviously not not right now. But have you got any? You got any questions for me, young man? No, fun. no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kobe Matthew David Jones, aka Mini Me. <laughs> bye bye. That was Kobe Matthew David Jones. Child number two. Hello, my darling. How are you? I'm good. So, what's your full name? My full name is Joanna Lucy Marie Jones. And how old are you? I'm nine. Where do you live? I live in Bournemouth. How has this time been for you? About seeing your school friends? It's been pretty hard. I miss them so much. And, yeah, it's hard. Um, What have you done? What have you been doing during that time? I've been, well, I've been colouring. I've been spending time with my family. And, well, I've just had fun. So, have you, so, would you say that I know you've said you, you've, it's been hard not seeing your friends, but have you enjoyed the time that you've had without seeing them with your family? Yes, yeah. I have, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your favourite thing to do at home? Have I asked you that? No, I have never. My favourite thing to do at home would probably... Be, hmm, 
spend time with my family. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I also like um, playing games and that. Okay. All right. Cool. No pussycat. <laughs> Who or what makes you laugh and why? Well, you always make me laugh. Um, and jokes make me laugh. Okay, who would you say is the funniest? Definitely my brother. <laughs> Damn, I thought he was going to say me. <laughs> okay, all right. What, what do you love? I love... Uh, I like going outside. I like going for walks and I like... I like playing board games. Okay, cool. If you were on a desert island and you had two things, can only bring two things with you, what would they be and why? Uh, a pic, a picture of my family, and uh, water. Water, <laughs> but you're on a desert island. You got you're surrounded by like, the ocean. Ah. Okay, um, I bring food then. Food, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bring stung. food. Right, okay. Um, what do you want to be when you're older, career-wise? Well, that's obvious, a cook. A cook? A chef. A chef. Yeah. Okay, and do you, do you want to exp- um, explain or yeah, elaborate on that? Well, I want to be a cook because I like... One, I like getting money. <laughs> uh, and um, I like trying to get everything right. And trying to get it all right. Okay. Cool. Have you got any questions for me? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, how long are you going to be a chef for long? How long am I going to be a chef for? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, uh, until the point, I suppose, that I don't enjoy it anymore. Mm. I don't have that. I don't love it anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't see it being soon. Mm. Any, what, you got something, you got something... Are you going to work tomorrow? <laughs> am I going to work tomorrow? Yes, I am. <laughs> all right, next question. Um, oh, is that it? Yeah. That's it, all right. Well, thank you very much, my darling. Thank you. Kiss, kiss. I'll see you upstairs. All right, take care. Take care. Well, that was my two little children. Mini me, one and two. So that was my uh, that was my children that I interviewed a couple of weeks ago when I was going to do a podcast, but um, didn't get the time to. Um, yeah, they're obviously uh, love them to death, make me laugh so much. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and back to like reviews. I'm not going to plead and say give me a review and that kind of stuff because. I was just surprised it took so long for somebody to give me such uh, to give me such a uh, cheap review. I I thought it was going to be one pretty sooner, but either way. 
How many chefs have I beaten up? Thank you, Baz. Bazmeister. Barry! For that question there. Um, right, so how many chefs have I beaten up? <laughs> Sadly. No, no, no. Sadly, uh, well, I've had many, like I said, many, many confrontations and squaring up to many chefs and that kind of stuff. But most recent one, I say, was a couple of years, oh, shit, three years ago, where the Rasta, I say the Rasta fairy, who had his OXO, OXO cube for his um, jerk chicken sauce. And he was a bit, well, he was just shit, to put it that way. I gave him a few, a good, good few uppercuts and beat him up. Um, I did beat up a waiter as well. That was about 10 years ago because he was a fucking little shit. But that's it. Um, apart from, like I said, apart from effing and blinding a few people's faces, that's uh, that's it for actual fights in the kitchen, mate. Sorry to disappoint. Going back to Ash's question, um, when was the worst time that I lost my temper? You know what, I think actually it'd be the be the Jekyll and Hyde one where uh, it was Father's Day and um, and the fucking psycho head chef um, who was, was bullying the uh, KP and the fucking and the, his cousin KP and the uh, and the chef to party and then uh, and I said I came in because they needed me in even though I was supposed to be off and he decided to try and lay, lay on me lay it out on me and then I fucking I, I went I, I pounced on him like, like a fucking like a tiger on a fucking wildebeest <laughs> yeah I literally fucking pinned him to the fucking to the wall and yeah I, I, I was fucking going apeshit at the cunt and writing and I gave it to him proper in his face and told him some fucking home truths and said you're fucking sci- you've got some fucking problems you head case you fat ugly cunt so yeah that's uh, that's got to be the time probably. I think top of the leaderboard for me going apeshit. This next question is from Adam. Do I ever wish that I had another? That I chose a different profession. No, to be honest, I'm perfectly honest because I w- yeah I came in this into this profession young, a young man, and. Um, and I, and I loved it from then. And I couldn't honestly see myself doing anything else. I don't know what the fuck I could do, to be honest. Um, I, did a, I, did put a <laughs> I did put up like a quiz kind of thing. The question was, how many other jobs... Well, well, not how many other What other job have I had apart from chefing? And there was... Well, obviously, like, head chef, sous chef. And then there was barman. Um, and then there was... Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, security guard. And that kind of stuff. And my mate pissed himself. He put like laughing emoji and put security. And I put, yeah, that's that is. We got it, mate. That's the odd one now. But I have done a bit of bar work. But in regards to you know, when I was younger, obviously every every school kid's dream was to be a footballer. But I'm too five foot nine. Being a goalkeeper isn't really tall. That's a that's a short ass goalkeeper. And uh, even though I still play football now, obviously I'm not going to do a Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Uh, although I'd love to, but yeah. Um, but what would, what would I have done apart from that? I'd love, yeah, I did, 
I did love art, I did love um, drawing, and but yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I don't, I really don't fucking know. I know one thing, I wouldn't be working in a fucking factory. Um, not that there's anything wrong working in factories, but I wouldn't be, I, I couldn't do, I, mind you, saying that, I have done a bit, I've done that again, probably about 16, 17, and it bored the fucking shit out of me. So, yeah, f- factory work is definitely off the fucking list. But, um, but saying that, saying that, just thinking of another one, when someone of my f- friends said, what are you going to do, Matthew, when um, you know, you don't wanna, you're not going to be cooking anymore? Because it always would have been Matthew. And I said, um, well, I wouldn't, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe possibly thinking about being like a fitness instructor. And then, and then the guy said, well, uh, don't you have to be fit to be a fitness instructor? <laughs> and I went, well, you asked me, you cunt, so I'm telling you. Either that, mate, or um, teaching, uh, being a tutor in a college. But then I might drop the old C-bomb now and again. I don't think that would go down well in a college. <laughs> calling, a, calling, a, calling a student a cunt. <laughs> I did always like making people laugh. They're going back to that question. I did always like making people laugh, then, mate. So, I'm not saying the stand-up comedian, that, 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 uh, yeah, that fucking the next Jimmy Carr or anything like that. But, yeah, I always like, yeah, whether it be, yeah, you know, I used to love, I'm sure, the other guys, uh, Rick Mauer and Adrian Edmondson's bottom. Yeah, not literally their bottom. But, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, I used to love watching that until it, until the novelty wore off, it did get a little bit it's too boring and samey. But, you know, that kind of comedy. <laughs> I had a few from a few questions from Steve, Mr. Anderson. Uh, do I think there's a gap in the market for vegan restaurant in Bournemouth? Definitely. There are a couple of places, there are a couple of vegan restaurants that are here now. And vegan food has come on leaps and bounds in the last five years. It's phenomenal. There's definitely, you know, even, well, yeah, with, in the, on the takeaway delivery kind of um, front of it, but yeah, but most definitely there's, um, you know, you, they're bound to see more places, more vegan restaurants popping up, I would have thought, you know, maybe not this year, maybe in the next couple of years. Second uh, question from Steve. Do I see myself ever running my own restaurant um, instead of a cafe, rather than a cafe, um, it's every chef's dream to run their own, to have to own their own restaurant. But that ty- that's that 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 ship has sailed <laughs> uh, a long time ago. Um, you know, I uh, you know, at 25 or something like that. Was, yeah, five years time, have my own restaurant or whatever, and that kind of stuff. You know, dreaming big and all that bollocks. But to be honest, in hindsight, I think uh, what I would have, like me and Charlotte said, what we'd like to have done with my obviously line of work, is gone on cruise ships and seen the fucking world before, before we had the kids. Um, but obviously not to be, not meant to be, not to be, but um, but no, I think yeah, if you obviously gave me a choice, yeah, any <laughs> nobody's gonna put a cap over, but yeah, of course, yeah, I'd love to have my own restaurant, but. But then the thing is, is that, you know, in regards to, I can, 
in regards to the catering company, yeah, I can do, I don't have, it's not just one dimensional, it doesn't have to be, I can do fucking, somebody wants a Caribbean, Caribbean menu, Indian, Spanish, Jamaican, even though I've done, already done that, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, Cuban and Asian, so I was just thinking of a Will Smith song, <laughs> anyway, right, another one from Steve, what's my new idea for food, um, Oh, dear, for food. Come on, think of it. What is it, man? New idea uh, regarding food, hospitality after lockdown. Um, well, going back to the cafe, I always going back to the cafe. I had ideas, fucking left, right, and centre, all the time. I mean, fucking all the time. You know, right? We're gonna do make up, make our own pies. Um, fucking, what we'll do is we'll get we'll make them and then take them down the high street, get people to try them, you know, um, ways of getting reviews and this kind of stuff. And, and like I said, the missus was all for it, etc. But the in-laws were like, why? Like laughing, saying, what the, what the fuck's the point in that? And then how do you, you know, and then that made me feel saying, well, fuck you then. I don't see you coming out of any fucking ideas. And that just used to, you know, all my ideas, and they weren't shit ideas, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying every single idea was fucking amazing. But always shot down, just like, no, we're not doing that. We didn't change the fucking name of the cafe to Sweeties and Nut until nine fucking months later. Nine fucking months. We were still the Globe Cafe, where if you looked on the fucking TripAdvisor reviews, the guy was a rude cunt, rude Polish fucker. Sorry, racist, whatever, I don't care. And we had that name, and I was saying to him, we need to change the name, we need to change the name. No, we're not changing the name, we're not changing the name. So it was, you know, so we couldn't because we had, you know, two of us wanted to, two of us didn't. Until the point that a fucking cafe 100 yards away that sold, they changed the name straight away. And I said, yeah, you see, and that cafe's changed. And then the fucking penny finally dropped. Nine months too fucking late, though. Nine months too fucking late. Yeah, I hate to think how many ideas I had for that place. For, well, yeah, I said even open in the evening, opening earlier, opening later. I say, you know, they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. And for, I just stutter, stutter, No, I didn't really start. I just almost dropped the fucking dumbbells on my foot. That would have been class. Um, frustrated the fucking hell out of me. And, yeah, what can you do? Poor old Charlotte was stuck in the fucking middle. Right, here we go. Hammer curls whilst fucking doing this. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. That's, it, was, it was a tough time. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it. But it was, like I said before, hard work. Um, yeah. There was a couple of ideas that, um, that they let, like I said, changing the fucking name because they realised that they made a mistake. But as far as we, me and Charlotte are aware, that's what we were going to do from the start. I don't know how many I've fucking done, eight maybe. Yeah, um, 
we done, oh God, yeah, I like reviews. I said about, yeah, we could put a, a review card on there and say, how was your experience? You know, would you come again? Or anything we can improve on, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it was just, it was just looking at me as if I was a fucking alien. And, and like I said, I would come out of ideas all the fucking time because that's, that's me, you know. Even with all the other stuff, but yeah, in regards to food, I wanted it. Like I've said I wanted to do takeaways, delivery, roast, etc., and that kind of stuff. It's not going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, I ain't going to fucking. I'm not going to dwell on it and fucking feel bad about it and that kind of stuff. But it's not going to happen. So yeah, the, the chance is the chance is gone. You know, there's loads. There's too much competition out there already now. That should have been done fucking three years ago for us. Three fucking years ago, you know, been on that, been all fucking over that. But again, no, can't, you know, what if we get busy in the fucking cafe? So fucking what? Oh, it was a frustrating time. But like I say, the cafe is, the cafe is no more, so fucking amen. Back in the day, back in the day, there were Irish ways, and back in the day, <laughs> Back in the day, oh fucking hell. Um, yeah, definitely longer than 10 years ago, maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. 11, 11, 12 years ago, when uh, my stepdad was around. Sorry, was alive, not around, that doesn't sound good. Um, they asked, my mum and Chris asked if I wanted to um, put some money towards a uh, jacket potato weapon and uh, have a Jack of potato business. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'll put some money to, towards it. And so did, so did Danny boy, my uh, eldest brother. And, uh, and, uh, and Chris called it, this is probably, yeah, no, it's not probably, yeah. But he called it Terrific Tasty Taters. <laughs> and, uh, and it never hit off because, you know, we'd have a few functions, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's, yeah, there's, no, there's only so many feelings you get fillings you can put with a jack of potato. Hence why I said let's do some bacon baps, let's do some sausage baps, let's do some chips. Let's fucking yeah, and we did, and we and we we done more stuff like that. But it was never going to be a big earner, unfortunately. But it's one of those things that you know wish I'd done the catering earlier than what we did. You know, started it earlier. But <laughs> always with Steve, there's always some. Sarcastic or funny questions, gas canisters, friend or foe? Well, if you're like the idiot who fucking set a light in the beach hut in Bournemouth the other day, because uh, put the kettle on to treat, uh, treat for a oh, fucking hell, for, I think for a bite, I think it was, or something like that, and then left it, and then it just went up. Pew, yeah, fucking like a, a fucking Christmas tree in your house would, you know? But you know, as long as you, you know, know you know, as long as you're not a fucking idiot, you know, and you know what you're doing, then yeah, it's it's all good in the hood, man. It was to treat a weaver fish sting. That's why they put that kettle on. Now it's time for a turn for pissed up stories. Pissed up stories. Just a very, very quick story and so involving myself and alcohol. I can't promise that'll be interesting. Yo, you might find it very dull. Pissed up stories. A couple of really um, 
pissed up story. They are very short and sweet. I, I was going out with a friend. I think we were going to a strip club in Bournemouth. And, um, well, I don't know. I don't even think we we actually made it there. But we were tanked up and going walking up the high street. And then some guy shouted something to me and naturally I responded. Um, and then he came over and fucking clouted me. Like I said, I was I was I was pissed. And then uh, and then I got up and he like walked off and then I went after him and then he clouted me again and then I just kept on getting up. <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Um yeah, and he he obviously I had a couple of black eyes or whatever, but I should just fucking stay down <laughs> Stay stay down. Um another time I can remember I think I was with my I think it was with my ex, well, South Korean girl, um, girlfriend, and I was with a friend, and we was walking, funny enough, walking down the same high street, downhill, and I was going to try and le- leap over one of the bollards, and, um, well, pretty much just caught my bollocks on it, and it went fucking straight down like a sack of shit. Naturally, <laughs> uh, when, yeah, didn't feel it at the time, but. Fucking nuts did in the morning, huh? Pissed up stories. How many times have I been sacked? Uh, question from Scott. Uh, five, to my knowledge. One was uh, obviously the football club. I got stitched up. Uh, when I was sweet 16, when I got, I was turned up to work pissed. But that was a, uh, well, I didn't t- and well, well, the other chef, the chef got me pissed, and he turned up. And he was fine, meaning he didn't get sacked. Um, obviously, a snake in my kitchen. What am I going to do? And thanks, that makes four. Does it make four? I don't know. Five times, though, mate. Five times. And of course, the fifth time was the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The fifth time was the, when my boy was in hospital and yeah, the people, the dodgy cocaine thieving people. So yeah, that was the other time, but <laughs> I was going to be going anyway. And like I said, these places, you know, not just, you know, not just them, but other places have, have treated people, not just myself, people like shit. And you do find it in the industry. But not all people are bad, obviously. So this message is, this message, this question is from Luke, love this question. So what's the most challenging situation you have been in as chef? What's the, sorry, let me, um, that sounded really mumbled. What's the most challenging situation you have been in as a chef? He's a chef as well, Luke is. How deep have you been in this shit? Have you been how deep? Have you been in this shit and still managed to pull it out of the bag? <laughs> um, I was like, "Fuck, man, I've got to think about that one." But um, I've got a f- there's there's three that I can think of that could spring to mind at the moment. And um, it was at the football club. One was at the football club, and it was a um, it was a Christmas lunch. No, it was Christmas dinner. Sorry, 
it was a Christmas dinner, not Christmas Day, but it was Christmas fu function, and we had like 150 odd people, and lunch, uh, sorry lunch, uh, starters had gone out, and I was I was doing mains, I was serving mains, or oh, sorry, cooking mains, and I put all the turkey in the oven, all trayed up, etc. Um, they just cleared, and then I go to open the oven, and it's the, the door won't fucking open, and the, the door somehow the fucking the locks start falling inside the oven, so it's completely fucked. It's you know we're pulling it, I'm putting I can't fucking open it, mate. And, and the manager, restaurant manager's like, mate, I need to go. I'm like, I can't fucking open it, mate. And there was three of us, three of us. Trying to prise open this fucking oven. <laughs> it must have been a sight, man. Fucking one of them, six foot fucking six, like 20, 22 stone or whatever. The other one was Predator, the fucking chef, who, you know, the dreadlocked fucking white boy. And me trying to prise open this fucking oven. We did get it open, thankfully, but that was, uh, we, and we did serve it, obviously, but it was, it was a few minutes late. Um, another time. Another time was last year when we had a had a function at a wedding for my catering company, and it was out in the new forest. Um, and forecast uh, for the weekend didn't look great. Um, and our kitchen was an outside kitchen, so we had to make up all. Yeah, you know, I'd planned, drawed it all up, drew it all up, you know. This is going there, that's going there, oven, fryers, tables, plates, the works. Um, and we had a marquee, like a, oh God, what was it? Nine by nine marquee for it all to sit under, underneath. And so the marquee was all put up the day beforehand. And then um, and then we turned up, turned up in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning. And... All there was was a few poles of the marquee. <laughs> I thought, oh man, if it fucking pisses down, I'm fucked. What am I going to do? I was just like, oh fuck, man. Thankfully, thankfully the, the guy had a another gazebo marquee, which we managed to cover ourselves with. But... I didn't, yeah, I don't do panicking, and, but I did think, oh, fuck, man, this is all I need, turn up to that, fucking just a few poles in the ground, <laughs> oh, dear, but, yeah, it, it all went great, you know, the weather held up, you know, it was just the, during the night, the wind was fucking unreal, but, yeah, the wedding went amazing, and, um, they really enjoyed it, that's the main thing, that's the most important thing, um, Another time, again from my catering company, <laughs> um, I got a booking for a hog roast. This is when we like first started out, and we were doing hog roasts for fucking five pound per person. Five fucking pound per person. I don't. I ask you. And um, yeah, and this Shark said that, that you know we're gonna have problems with this woman because she could just tell that she was a bit. I don't know, rude, shall we say. 
And so I said to Charlotte, right, yeah, you drop me off. I'll um, I'll cook it. I'll cook the pig. You uh, you turn up six hours later and help me serve. Um, two hours into cooking the pig, my motor for my uh, for the hog roast just decided to die on me. And so I thought, oh man, great. So I said, um, yeah, I'm having some problems. I've got yeah, I haven't got. I've got no motor now. My motor's, um, I haven't got a spare one. And she started getting a bit funny. But thankfully, thankfully somebody somebody was there who was able to fix it. So, um, I don't know, it was half an hour, maybe an hour late. But still, the pig got cooked. Um, it just, uh, it was just one of those moments I thought, oh no. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm sure to think of. Oh, there's plenty. Um, you know, every chef's got tales of uh, fucking things going wrong. I fucking I can remember the football club again. Yeah, at the football club, I had a tray. I had, oh my god, like we used to stack gastros, which are trays which are like fucking. Oh god. Massive trays, put it that way, and you get like twenty, you get like twelve to fifteen breasts, chicken breasts, in each tray. But once you've cooked them and then you've carved them, you can get like forty of them. And I, I was just putting the tray on the pass, and I must have caught the top of the of the the table, and I dropped the whole fucking chicken on the floor. Still went out in the restaurant and they served it though, didn't they? <laughs> So, this has been Maddie Boy, Bullhead, MJPJ, Matthew John Philip Jones, the Shifter Podcast. Over and out. Stay safe. Peace. Life is like a box of chocolates here in Chef Burr. Ladle spoons, wooden spoons, it's a Chef Blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef Tales, woohoo. Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Oh, look, there goes Mary Berry. Chef tales. Woohoo. These are genuine real tales. None of them include Ape Gareth Bale. They are ooh, Chef tales. Woohoo. Every day he's making real Chef tales. Woohoo.